The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny, Sestina, and company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. I'm your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me this evening, John Sestina, Cole Hammock. We are all certified financial planners. Cole, welcome back to the studio. Hey, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, you, I've, you said it's been a few months since it, we it, stared each other in the eyes. It, it's been <laughs> God, seven seven months since seven I've months. seen you. I almost forgot what you look like. Living the quarantine dream. Uh, I, it's it's been incredible. Except I, I've been sitting on my couch for about six months. My sciatic nerve—it's a problem I never <laughs> thought I'd have at twenty-eight. Just hurts every day. John Cole's getting old. <laughs> I'm telling you, that age creeps up on you. You should know, Stephen. I know. 50 years the, old. The big 5 <laughs> That's the goal. The goal is for a few more years, see if we can squeeze out of this body. I hope so. Yeah, amen to that. Good. Well, welcome at all the listeners. Financial planning is important for everybody. Uh, I'm going to start off with a little fun story, uh, something I, I find inter- found interesting, so I'm going to share it with the listeners, and I'm going to quiz the two of you. Uh-oh. When I say the name Forrest Fenn, do you know who that is? Forrest who? Forrest Fenn, not Forrest Gump. Forrest oh. Fenn, F-E-N-N. Forrest? Oh, don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's a hard no for so me. So Forrest Fenn re- recently died. Uh, a few weeks back, maybe a month or so ago, and I'm um, not sure if he left a will or not, but what he did leave was a buried treasure. Excuse For, me? Mr. Fenn was a uh, multimillionaire, and he buried a treasure worth somewhere between $1 million and $3 million, gold coins, artifacts, uh, valuables, and he he basically created a treasure map for the world to see, and he did this back in 2010. And recently, someone had claimed, uh, anonymously claimed, that they had found the treasure. Uh, Oh. That sounds like exactly the thing I would do if I didn't find it but wanted people to stop looking for it. There you right? That's That's smart. That's a good one, right? So I I always thought that was really cool because I remember when the story came out when he said, hey, I, I buried a treasure. Here's the clues. He delivered some clues. And people went nuts in trying to find it and so forth. And it claims that to have been found, which is great if... Good for the winner. Sure, yeah. So I just thought it was very interesting. But um, for the listeners out there, even though you may not have found Forrest Fenn's treasure, there may be a treasure available to you that is actually your own property that you may not know about, and that is through the unclaimed fund search. Ah, uh, Yes. Right. John, I know you're familiar with that. And in most states, when, when a lot of times when I talk to people and they've moved multiple times, I tell them, Run a search for missing money and see if any of if your name pops up with your old mailing address. And believe it or not, there's it's how often I find they're like, wow, there's something there. So if you Google, go ahead and search unclaimed funds. You can do state of Ohio, Pennsylvania, whatever state you have lived in and search for maybe some old accounts that somehow have gotten lost. But you still have the right to, of ownership and you can claim those funds. 
So you're telling me you can do all of that with that, like a metal detector? Yes, or, without... Or you don't have to go spelunking or anything? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, I found $80,000, uh, Cole, when I did that. Well, congratulations, John. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I forget who notified me, but I went online. I found that plus a bunch of little accounts. But this, this large account, and I was shocked to see that there was that money, because I'm pretty careful. And when I looked, it was a bank account, a savings account, that Bobby and I already had. It was active. And it was with the, one of the largest banks in the city with whom I've been dealing with for 50 years. But somehow they <laughs> delinked it from your ownership. Yeah. Exactly. But it was so, still yours. Who's this John had, had, had I not found it, even though it was active, even though I was there, God knows what they might have done with it. So, Stephen, you're right. Yeah, so don't yeah, that unclaimed fund. Do the search and even search for maybe you have uh, parents or deceased parents. Uh, it's a simple search, and it's all yep. based on your name, obviously, and then mailing address, and then you have to go through a process of uh, claiming the funds. But nonetheless, it's your money. Go get it. Um, don't if, leave it. Don't leave it sitting around. And if there's a John Smith out there listening, I do not envy the search you have to go through to find anything like that. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. All right, good. So that's that's the first uh, topic for today's uh, show. But today we want to talk a little bit about property and casualty insurance uh, later on in the show. Uh, Cole, from, for year-end planning, we talked a little bit in prior shows about tax planning. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we always talk about is flexible spending accounts. Yeah. And I believe that the one negative with flexible spending is if you don't use it, the money in the account, you lose it. So what options are available if people have money left over yeah well first and foremost reach out to hr uh, traditionally yeah it, it's a use it or lose it plan so it goes away by the end of the year but in some cases there may be some carryover a limited amount that might go into the next year uh, sometimes as far as march or maybe it's a flat 500 stays in the account so verify that but just assuming it's a use it or lose it really that the best thing you can do is is spend it right you put the money into the account you don't want that going away so a great tool that's out there and available is fsastore.com, like flexible spending account, fsa.com or store.com. And every uh, item on there is a qualified medical expense as far as uh, using that FSA. Um, and it also provides a pretty handy-dandy list as far as qualified uh, expenses too. That's not necessarily things you could buy on that site. So a good reminder of what's uh, what you can use, what you can't, and yeah, just. But make, you would make be sure surprised of the everyday goods that you wouldn't expect yeah, that, to be like band aids or something yeah. like that, and or uh, maybe even I, I'm not sure of aspirin or, or Advil or something like that. But but, but nonetheless, there's things on there that I'm sure most people buy. Yeah, are available to purchase. Yeah, and if if you have a question about it. Again, there's a handy dandy alphabetized list on there. It maybe maybe aspirin is, maybe it isn't, but that list will tell you, that's for sure. Yeah, so what was the website again? FSAstore.com. There it is. So go it shopping. Is, hold on. So you know when I call somebody and I spell my name, I say Sestina and I say S like Sam and E like Edward. <laughs> are you saying F F A S S A D D T? What are you saying? <laughs> F like flexible, S like spending. A like accountstore.com. Yep. All right. See, I didn't get that the first time you said Frank Sierra Alpha. There we go. Well said. (laughs) Great. So that's the other tip. So (laughs) the next thing I want to move on to, John, got really good news for you next year. Oh? Yes. Social Security is giving you more money. 
right, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> yes. You might actually get some popcorn out of this if you go I'm to the movies. I'm telling you. So they they have announced the Social Security benefits will increase in 2021 by 1.3%. 1, 1. Oh, I don't know what I'll do. Oh, don't spend it all at once, that's for <laughs> sure. Right, yeah. So that's obviously an annual thing. Uh, they weigh it every year, and they have just announced for the year 2021, for those who have, are collecting on Social Security, will receive an increase of 1.3%. So obviously we we laugh and say it's it's not much, but every penny counts. For sure, good good for those who receive it. Now on the negative side, for those of us like Cole and I, geez, yeah, we've got to pay a little bit more possibly. Where the Social Security tax will rise three point seven percent to the max limit of one hundred and forty two thousand dollars in the hundred and forty two eight hundred, meaning. For those who earn up to one hundred and forty-two thousand eight hundred, uh, you are paying a full uh, tax on on that dollar amount. So that's the way the the Social Security Administration can increase receipts is by increasing that wage gap, where uh, it will increase the amount paid into so- the Social Security program. So we're seeing an increase on the uh, tax for those earning from it increased from one hundred thirty-seven thousand. 700 to 142,800. Uh, th- those two things have been announced. Well, we're coming up on a break here, and when we come back, we're going to start to dig into property and casualty insurance, talk a little bit about uh, how you may implement that within your financial plan, and also maybe a little bit about uh, PayPal and Venmo and how to protect yourself there. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and we're talking property and casualty insurance. Uh, In the first segment, we closed up with Social Security, and and John, you, you wanted to bring up a point regarding Medicare. Yeah, don't beat up on us oldies out there. Remember that while your Social Security check may go up a little bit, your premium for your Medicare will probably also go up. It's a good so that point. subtracts, Stephen. We're not going to be quite as rich as I thought it was going to be. Right. That cuts into the Social Security benefit. It's you amazing bet. how that system works. Right. Yeah. Even if you find yourself in the gap between 62 and 65, so before Medicare, just the general health care costs, medical expenses increasing as much as they are, that's going to eat into a lot of that increase. It really will. Yeah. Right. And so we talk of 1.3% inflation. There's other inflation out there going against it as well. Yeah. And think about the person who's self-employed. They pay 6.2% twice. Right. The person with W-2 wages pays a Social Security tax of 6.2% up to that new number of 142800 But for those self-employed, they pay it twice. That's a big, big tax right off the, stop, uh, off the start for those self-employed. Well, there's so many costs to running your own business that people don't appreciate, and that's why when we say they're making all this money, you have to realize it's costing them a lot to exist. It sure is. sure is. The other thing I saw this week, John, and we're not going to dig into the whole politics side of it, but I saw on CNBC, they were talking about the top tax rates under Biden's plan when you add in state income taxes. Uh-oh. The state of California, it's just just under 63% for those in that top tax bracket. You're going to lose 63 cents to every dollar. 
No yeah, wonder. Don't forget, the, don't forget the estate tax when they die. You know, 50 Cent, remember, he's complaining he's going to have to pay 62%. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he missed a joke by not calling himself quarter. But Ouch, you guys. Wow, that's some deep, deep. I'm John, I'm even surprised you know who 50 Cent is. That's awesome. See there, I yeah. a little bit of this you're, stuff. You're woke. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, no. <laughs> so, and even for New York State, New York, New York City, sixty-two percent for those in the top. And the, and the thing is, okay, Columbus, Ohio, you know, the top tax rate. Biden saying is everything above four hundred thousand. That's four hundred thousand goes a long way. In Silicon Valley or or Manhattan, that's that's not a lot of money. Hey, you're flirting with the poverty line. Yeah, at that point. yeah they're just embarrassingly that's yes, money yeah. For yeah. Those guys. It, but it's true, right? And that's the scary part. But yeah. um, that's just frightening to think that almost 63 cents to every dollar gets lost to taxes on that next dollar you may earn. Um, it is what it is, but that's something I saw I thought was interesting. So, so John, uh, with your Social Security income being so uh, rich, <laughs> uh, how often do you use Venmo or PayPal to send Cole your, your you know— Thank you for being who you are. Not money. often enough, I'll say you that. You know, the, the most frustrating thing in the world is every now and then when you go to check out on a website, their choice is PayPal. And they don't even give you a choice to use a credit card. What I do is cancel my order at that point. I never use PayPal uh, because one thing, I had an experience with them where I lost $10,000 to them. Are you, so I'm not really uh-oh. excited to be using well, PayPal at all. Okay. Well, and see, actually, I don't know what the other one is. Yeah, Venmo is a very similar to PayPal, but I'm actually, see, I actually enjoy it. I do it makes it easier. Yeah, I, I don't even know what cash is anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. That's it, where it, you need an iPhone. You just pay it with your iPhone. You yeah. send cash. Yeah. Well, the the thing with with a, a PayPal or Venmo, uh, the reason I like it is so convenient. As soon as you enter your informa- ID and password, which we're going to get into. It populates that from shipping address to credit card information. It's done. It's incredible. I love it. Yeah. So, but the problem is you have to worry about people violating the accounts, as John, you probably experienced there, and almost uh, fraudulently getting charged $10,000 and losing it. So, what can you do to avoid it? And the first thing is, you know. Well, to John's point, don't use it. <laughs> but for, for those Number that one, are. Don't use it. For so those of us who are really woke, that, right? <laughs> for those already there, just have a complex password. I mean, if yeah. you're doing password one two three or something like that, that's probably not going to cut it. No, or fluffy your dog, right? I mean, password. You use the word password. That's yeah. what it has. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're just verifying the password. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I think is important. You can do the two-step auth- uh, authentication. Right. So have yep. that implemented into your thing. But I think the number one thing you can do is don't use a debit card. You use a credit card that is linked for. And then if you get a receipt. So, Cole, when you pay me because you like me and you just I, give I me do. money. on occasion, it's, it's the mustache more than anything. <laughs> there You've you go. It. Right. I yep. would then link it to my bank account and transfer those funds into my bank account. But if I ever pay out, mm-hmm. I should link it to my credit card versus my debit card for just an extra level of security. And I think that's the most important thing of all the factors of how to protect your Venmo or PayPal account. Right. What it, is that extra level of security, Stephen? Well, there's limits, right? Well, the, you're using the, the credit card company so you can file um, the fraudulent charge with the credit card company so you have that level of protection versus if it's gapped to, tied to your debit card, you can lose it all. Yeah. You take your whole checking account. Take, take it all, right? And that's, that's, a, that's a forest fan 
treasure trove right there, right? <laughs> that was it's the full map. circle. Yes, it is going full circle. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is, too, don't use a, a free Wi-Fi network. If you're at the coffee shop, do not do that, right? That's oh, wow. or, or the terminal, I, you know. God bless the airline terminals that they're offering free Wi-Fi or the <laughs> coffee shops. No, thank you. Um, just it's not worth it. Yeah, it, it's all great until it isn't. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So and then the other one I think is really important. I tie this to all even to your credit card and bank accounts is put it uh, receive text notifications. Oh, agreed. One hundred percent. Yes. As soon as I got my credit cards, I set that up because if if. I buy something, I want to make sure that it, it rung up correctly. It wasn't double charged, anything like that. And, you know, if something happens, you know, a country away, um, I can stop it sooner versus it just getting lost on the shuffle with everything else. That's exactly it. And then lastly, uh, the list that I we came together with is just log out of the app when you're done. Oh, that's Don't, a lot of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Versus just keeping it open. Come on. Come on. So you're trying to invite somebody into your treasure chest. That's exactly it. So so again, the little things, I think all the ones are pretty basic. Uh, the two I like the best are receiving notifications via text messages where, again, tie that even to your credit cards and your debit card where every time it gets charged, you receive a text message. And then lastly, I would say is if you're using Venmo or PayPal, connect it to your credit card versus your debit or checking account. Uh, that way it gives you an extra level of protection there. So hopefully that's some good tips for you. Uh, switching topics, Cole, um, we read an interesting article regarding a uh, Hollywood star who yeah. sadly has passed and passed without a will. Yeah. No, it's a story that we, we hear time and time again anymore. Uh, so Chadwick Boseman, uh, the one that, that really embodied the Black Panther. I mean, I can't right. imagine anyone better fitting the, for that role. And passed away back in August, I yeah. think, at the age of 43 um, after battling colon cancer. And it, we realized, or people realized recently, that he passed away without a will, like you said. Yeah, and it's sad. And the first thing we were talking about is, you know, he was dealing with an illness yeah. that obviously became terminal and he still decided not to to uh, create a will, which it's sad, tragic, but also, yeah. you know, from the education side, for anybody out there who does not have an estate plan finished or, or updated with a will, living will, get it done. Absolutely. How Good. many times do we see this from these famous people, movie stars? They're, they're trying to tell us how to live our lives, but they don't even live their life. They don't have an advisor to do a will or a trust or so many things. Uh, we've seen a dozen or so of those in the last, what, 16 months. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, probably not the last. So people out there, you know, get it done, uh, update and ask people, ask people who are older, ask your parents if they've had it completed. So we're, we're not all superheroes. That's for sure. So we're coming up on a break here. When we come back, we are going into property and casualty insurance for your financial plan. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.
Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy. This is your host, Stephen Lucan. Joining me this evening is John Sestina, Cole Hammock. We are all certified financial planners trying to give you a broad knowledge of a financial plan, what, what's important regarding a financial plan, what needs to be done. We, we broke the last segment with the passing of another Hollywood star without a will. Uh, for those out there, get it done. You yeah. know, and it, ironically, I was talking to a younger couple in their 30s. They got their state plan done, and after they met with the attorney, the first thing they said to me was like, we went straight to our parents to make sure they had their state plan done. Good. Oh, wonderful. Right? Well and that's done. And ironically, the one said they didn't. Yeah. You know, so I said, that doesn't matter. Get it done. Mm-hmm. And once it's done, it's done. Just let it collect dust. Right. Yeah. Right. If it, You'll have to review it every year, and that's the purpose of having a good financial plan is the reviewing process. But you don't have to worry as much about it. And that's, that's, you know, nobody wants to talk about their demise or put it on paper. But again, get it done when things are good versus maybe when Chadwick uh, Bozeman, is that the correct yeah, pronunciation? Um, he may not want, he may have been in denial of yeah. having to get it done. So He's, it's, uh, it's larger terrible. than life. Almost. Yeah. How could that happen? Yeah. Uh, so again, get it done. So we want to bring in property and casualty insurance. Um, Again, this is something we've talked about on the show quite a few times, but the reason we keep talking about it is the reviewing process. Yeah. Right? How many? How often should somebody review their property and casualty insurance? Well, definitely. I, I think we can put just a very broad regularly, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so it could be as often as, as every year or so, just make sure everything still makes sense. If there was a major premium increase, maybe reach out to the agent, see what happened, why should... Would they suggest any changes or, you know, maybe things are just kind of steady as she goes and maybe every other year. Yeah, but definitely. Well, I, regularly. Still, I think you should still involve your agent regularly. Let them read the policy. I mean, have you looked at those policies? I know we have to read them at the office, but good grief as a civilian reading those policies, you'll go blind. Oh, yeah. Your head's ready to explode. Yeah. And so it, it may be better to go through because there would be changes. For example, there may be some rate changes that affects them. Or there may be some new uh, uh, benefits that appear that you didn't have before. And if you don't uh, talk to your agent, you won't discover them. And that's – sorry, John, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say that a good agent will ask the questions to stimulate thought. And, oh, I never thought of it that way because that that's, should be their job. Mm-hmm. If an agent uh, asks you and says, well, what kind of coverage would you like, Cole? What do you, how do you respond to that? Whatever's <laughs> cheapest. <laughs> Save me money. Right. Usually that's the way it goes, right? But that's that's scary. That's a red flag. If the uh, agent should be advising you, what do I need? Right. Not, hey, what are you looking for? If you hear what are you looking for, get a new agent. That would right. be my it first response. It doesn't hurt to review with several agents, actually. So if maybe you have three agents that you talk to about coverage, and then you get to compare the three, and you become more knowledgeable make a better decision for your family. Right. And I go back to my brother-in-law was telling me a story. Uh, Sean was saying, he said his agent said, because he's got a, a lake house and he's got a, a farmland with uh, vehicles. And, and he says, the agent said, well, let's sit down and go through everything. Good. Let's, let's start with the big, what properties do you have? What's on the property? What, you, what can you drive? Who's visiting the property? And that's really became a checklist of, What's the proper coverage so that it thumbs up to the agent, yeah, right, to get the proper coverage. So, you know, with auto insurance, um, you know, that's probably the most common. And Cole 
the, what you said early on, spot on, everyone goes cheaper is better. Yeah. But that's not the case. Insurance for the rest of us, right? We've <laughs> right. <laughs> seen those commercials. Right. So when, when you're looking at or discussing a, a auto insurance policy, what are the things you like to factor in here? Uh, I mean, everything. So you want to work top down, right? So usually the first coverage you see on there, liability coverage. So if something happens, you're in an accident and you're at fault, are you going to be covered for that accident from the insurance side of things? Or maybe worse yet, would they be able to sue you personally? Yeah, right. And then then, and that's the casualty side. Right, right. And right. then the property side is the actual car itself, right? So you're mm-hmm. insuring the body and the, the makeup, the engine of the car, and you're insuring two factors. You're insuring your own driving. And you're insuring the incidents of others, such as even a deer, yep. right, or a, a giant squirrel. Right? <laughs> quote unquote acts of God, <laughs> right, and acts of God. So, you know, you're insuring the vehicle itself to your own driving, and that's where you have the deductibles come into play. Right, uh, yeah. the collision deductible. You're saying, okay, can I? How good of a driver am I? Am I? Yeah, everyone's great. Exactly. Everyone thinks yeah. they're great. So, if you feel confident in that, increase the deductible because you're insuring your own driving. If you're insuring the the deer, the giant squirrel, the acts of God, <laughs> right? You may want a lower deductible. Yep. But again, you can weigh the options and then get the advice of your agent mm-hmm. to see, okay, what's good and bad regarding that. And the, the benefit there, too, is you increase those deductibles, you save premium dollars. So that might help you adjust some of the other uh, coverages that we're going to be talking about and still save money or even break even. Yeah. John, any other coverages on auto insurance that you f- well, focus on? Well, I think of a friend of mine who was riding his motorcycle up in the great north, and he had a, d- a elk come out of the woods and side uh, would T-bone him. So that's quite, it's motorcycle, I know, but it's kind of the same difference. Exactly. And so who would have ever thought about insuring about an elk running you <laughs> in the side of your motorcycle? Yeah, right. That's something I certainly wouldn't consider. Uh, oh. The other one, the other one I learned about in recent years uh, was the medical payments coverage. Yeah, right. It's not a very expensive coverage, but usually the the amount is very low. Uh, and you know, God forbid, if there's a serious accident, the medical payments coverage it's not very expensive, but it is a way to get uh, financial assistance. Uh, to pay for that ambulance, to pay for maybe even a the helicopter uh, vac um, to to the hospital, you know, if it's that serious and it covers every single passenger in the vehicle, that's something you should review. And I heard one agent said they recommended one hundred and fifty thousand, and I said, "What? Well, that's a lot." Usually Planning it's five thousand, right? I imagine, yeah. yeah, and that's exactly it. They yeah. said it was a life flight. One of their customers, early customers. It costs like one hundred and fifty thousand in expenses because those are private uh, charters. Yeah, so amazing. When I had my car accident, I had two ambulance rides, and the bills were off the charts, Stephen. You wouldn't, but that was incredible. Right. So you know, people think your health insurance or your Medicare would cover it. Will cover some of it, but maybe not all of it. Right. And, and that's this is a form of a a GoFundMe via your insurance company. Right. It's really what it is for your for the unfortunate situation. Uh, the other one I, I like to tell people about is to always see what's on towing. How many people yeah. are paying for towing coverage through their auto insurance and then they're out there paying for AAA as well? A yep. lot. Yeah. 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 So these are all things to consider. Um, classic cars, another one, right? If you have a classic car, um, make sure that you have proper coverage there, even yeah. if it just sits in the garage for storage. Yeah. Oh, that's an idea. So if you have a car sitting in storage, you have to insure it? Possibly. 
Yeah, I guess I better get on it. There you go. Right? <laughs> you, you sure should. Uh, the, the thing about the classic car coverage, that one's fun because there's an agreed-upon value yes. for a lot of yeah. those, right? So you can say, uh, based on all of these assessments or other cars or the year or whatever, this is what I want in the event something happens to my car. Insurance company agrees. Hey, something happens, you get paid out. So right. you're made whole. Um, and for the, the cars and storage, at bare minimum, you should have comprehensive coverage, so right. that, a comprehensive deductible on your policy, because if something happens, if it's a fire, the, the storage unit burns down, theft, whatever, you're going to be covered, because yeah. the alternative is you're not. Yeah. And then lastly is the uninsured, underinsured coverage, and really what that is, is you're assuring against every other driver out there not having proper auto insurance, and they cause harm to you and your policy. So your your insurance policy would take over for that. So again, make sure you review all of this with your um, agents. Uh, ask the questions. When we come back, we're going to dig deeper into maybe the home owner's insurance and, and condo insurance. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about Johnny, Sestina, and company and the Managing to be Wealthy process, you can contact our office at 614-326-3077 or look us up on the web at managingtobewealthy.com. You know, this show, we had a lot of good things uh, early on in the show, and we've been talking about property and casualty insurance in the last segment. And we started talking about auto insurance. And, John, you, you brought up a good point about motorcycle insurance. But there's a lot more beyond beyond the car, the classic car, and the motorcycle, isn't there? There sure is. I mean, what if you have one of these big riding mowers? Do you have to be covered with that? Or what if you have a tractor on your property or, or any other vehicle? You know, how about ATV. A, yeah, golf cart. Those, what are those things called? Golf, oh, yeah, golf cart. Nobody would have one of those, Cole. Yeah, you're, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> I meant yacht. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, yacht. <laughs> but all these other little vehicles and things you own, all your toys, make sure you have some coverage on those. And know what happens if someone else is driving it or is at the, the controls of it? Who, you know, or is it properly insured? So right. all very, very important questions to ask. And again, if you have a good agent, they'll ask the right questions of what you have and just learn on how to uh, properly insure. And then on to the home, right? There's different kind of, based on the type of home you have, whether it's a traditional house or a condominium, same thing applies. You have you insure the the building or the contents or both, and the liability not the side. Land. Remind the people about that. Right, not the yeah. land, just the, the the structure itself, and that's what the insurance company is there. So, Cole, what are some of the common things you you discuss with people regarding the homeowners insurance? Yeah, well, John makes a great point. Uh, so, the, the first coverage is dwelling. Uh, so I've actually seen an instance where a client, uh, uh, an individual, they have an older style house so built in the 1800s. So materials that you, you can't really get so much anymore. Um, and those that you can, they're exceptionally expensive. So I was looking at, you know, their house, looking at their insurance coverage and saw that you know, the, the cost of dwelling to, to actually replace the building was vastly more than the actual value of the home. Because of the age of the house. Exactly. Wow. They just can't build it that way anymore. Um, so yeah, the the land land aside, 
you want to make sure that you can rebuild that property the same way it is, same materials, same everything. So that makes sure there makes uh, you want to make sure you're working with a really good agent, especially with some of those older houses. So there's no lapse in coverage there. Great point, John. Anything you start with? Well, you know, you want to make sure that you're you're not getting a fixed amount on your coverage, right? You want to have the uh, value of the property, and as it changes, you want the insurance to go up to cover the inflation, so to speak. So I forget what that's called right now, Stephen, but. Uh, right, sort of like an inflation rider. inflation rider, sort of. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, but that an inflation but, rider. So make sure you have that. But that goes back to your point about reviewing it with the agent on a regular basis, meaning yeah. at least once a year, talk to yeah. them about it. Uh, the other thing that I, I find uh, is usually when you ask people about uh, any collectibles or art. So like That's my, you know, my Beanie Baby collection <laughs> has, <laughs> to be, right, has to be properly insured. You know, I kid, yeah. <laughs> I kid, uh, but maybe someday I'll have a fine art collection. A lot of people have fine art and yep. that needs to be, have a separate uh, policy in place because there's limitations on how much is actually insured. Same thing, right. you know, golf clubs, uh, computers, you name it, uh, firearms, firearms, right? Absolutely. Tr- tremendous swords. amount. Excuse me? Swords. Swords, right? Yeah. Cool. Right. So all of those uh, samurai swords and so forth. Yeah. Um, any other things uh, for the home? Precious. Well, I guess continuing on with that list, precious metals. Yeah. Right? So people that invest in gold, maybe they have, well, maybe invest isn't the right word right. considering maybe our right. view of it. But if you have some gold bars in the basement and in a safe, then, yeah, you want to make sure that those are covered. Or even cash on hand, there's limitations for that, too. Right. And then the thing you said about in the basement, right? How many people, the older yeah. older houses, which you brought up earlier, may not have a finished basement. But that's pretty much the standard in, in you know, the the states up north where they have a finished basement right uh most people don't realize there's limitations on a water backup um john that's never happened to you correct oh my lord <laughs> i never buy a house with a what was a slump a sump, a sump pump, pump. Yeah, ever <laughs> right so that sump pump can come back to haunt you um and a lot of people say oh i have a battery backup whatever and it, Insure, yeah, right. insure it, it properly, yeah. right? Carpeting, <laughs> drywall, uh, TVs, couches, and make sure all the contents are properly insured. So, you know, this is all important pieces to properly having all of your articles, um, your your collection of, of goods uh, properly insured. And now with condo insurance, it gets a little different because with condo insurance, you're really basically insuring from the walls in. Right. And again, you need the agent to explain that in detail, what that means. You know, how many times um, I live in a condo, uh, some neighbor said, oh, the roof leaked, water came in, they were going to file, you know, they wanted the association to pay for it. And they're like, no, that's a part of your insurance, right? Yeah. Because and unfortunately, that's the reality of it. So learn about if you live in a condo, what is covered, right? And then you have to insure your uh, uh, collection where basically I say, if you can turn that condo and shake it. Anything that moves is really what you're trying to insure. I like that. Right? Yeah. Your furniture, the art, clothing, and so forth. And Those- I, I think in some cases, too, they let you have coverage for improvements. Is that right? Yes. In a condo? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, so, again, condo insurance is a little different. Ask about the details. And then the one that is really forgotten in all of this is umbrella insurance. What's that? Well, it's, you insure your umbrella. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's been raining recently. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be important here. We're right. in the fall now, right? So you know, and that's well, unfortunately people are a little embarrassed. Like I don't, I don't know what that is. But umbrella insurance is an extension of your homeowner's insurance and your auto insurance on the liability side, just for that unfortunate situation. If you're you're liable for, you don't want, ever want to be involved there. But that covers you or extends your liability protection for your home and auto insurance. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to make it as favorable as possible for if someone's suing you to settle with the insurance company versus coming after you directly. And the courts actually look at that as a factor yeah. when they're they're looking at the cases. So, you know, the courts will say, okay, are you properly insured? How are you insured? Go ahead and let the insurance companies write the check versus let's settling this in court. So that is a factor in all of it. Um, and the thing with umbrella insurance, very, very critical is that extension of the underinsured and uninsured motorist coverage. Because not all umbrella policies actually cover that. So you have to ask the question and you say, well, why is that important? Again, uh, heard a tragic story of somebody uh, driving their car into a building and killing one of the people inside. Wow. That person's umbrella insurance with underinsured, uninsured motorist coverage paid the claim, Yeah, right? Again, you can't replace a life, but the insurance policy helped the surviving members of the family maybe make it a little bit financially easier for them, emotionally not, but nonetheless, they have financial backing through their insurance policy. So right. very important to ask. Yeah, and just to, to say that a different way, it gives you time to focus on what's important, right? It lets you grieve versus worrying about the financial aspect of something happens. That's exactly That's it. peace of mind. Yep. And then lastly, you can say renter's insurance, right? So people, maybe young kids getting out of college or in college. I'll never forget a college friend um, sent an email around saying, if you don't have renter's insurance, get it. Their roommate started a fire in the house. It was an older house. Fire was put out, but the smoke damage destroyed all of his clothing, oh, no. destroyed everything of his. He had to replace it all. And so, again, you're insuring possibly for roommates and other events. So renter's insurance is equally important. Again, property and casualty insurance, there's a lot of stuff out there you can insure. We talked a little bit about business interruption insurance in prior shows. So if you're interested in learning about that, maybe search. On, on the, you can search on uh, iTunes for prior shows, and hopefully you're a constant listener. Uh, thank you for all the listeners for tuning in, and we will be back next week furthering our education on financial planning. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.